Hello and welcome to the Minnesota Family Law Podcast, the podcast by, with, for, and about family law professionals. My name is Tom Tuft and I'm a family law attorney and ADR provider at the law firm of Tuft, Locke, Jerebic, and O'Connell. As we walk our clients through their family law matter, we want to provide them with the best of information. They are typically in no mood for surprises. The sudden drop in the stock market in March no doubt left some people in a very difficult spot. Very likely, many settlement agreements had to be reconfigured. While the stock market has dropped and we know business valuations have become more challenging, we have not yet seen much of an impact in the real estate market. It is not unusual for a case to fall in such a way that one side gets the bulk of the retirement or other assets and the other side gets the home. In the era of COVID-19, who is getting a good deal and when will the other shoe drop, if ever? My guest today has answers to some of those questions. She's a realtor with Edina Realty in the North Metro area. In addition, she's a sports mom of two very talented college-level volleyball players and a younger son who may very well follow in their athletic footsteps in some other sport. I am pleased to have a chance to speak with Dawn Keenan. So Dawn, I want to thank you for joining my podcast. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. Thank you so much for having me. It was honored that you asked. So the big thing that I ask in, you know, in, in the family law community, um, obviously real estate is often people's biggest asset. It's, it's between retirement accounts and real estate, you know, that's, that's what most people have. And so trying to figure out how to deal with that. So I'm just curious, are you hearing any trends about, you know, where the real estate market might go? Any thoughts, concerns? Well, I, so we have seen an uptick in activity. So um, I actually have a market update in front of me. Um, we are actually, like our median sales price is actually up over last year. Wow. Um, you know, our pending sales is down and active listings are down, but not as considerable amount as you would think. Um, the number of days on the market is down as well, which over last year, so we're at 47 days on the market this year, over 57 last year. So um, I think there is momentum right now. Um, I think that, you know, now that some things have loosened up a little bit, I think people are becoming a little bit more comfortable. And I think just making our clients aware that, you know, these are the things that are in place to make it safe for everyone to go view these homes. Um, I had somebody ask about how this is different from 2008. Um, Right now we have a shortage of inventory. So there's not enough homes for the amount of people that want to buy them. Back in 08, it was quite different. The the demand was not there. and there was an overabundance of homes and, you know, rates were low and, and mortgage was much more loose. Whereas, you know, things have really tightened up now. So um, I think like the market is, it's a healthier market now than it is then, than it was then, if that makes sense. Well, that's frankly surprising to hear. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that, that because uh, um, a lot of people that I've talked to haven't been, particularly optimistic, but this sounds like things are going in the right direction in your field. Yeah. And, you know, I actually just read an article briefly. I just um, briefed over it quickly that um, they were, there was a title saying that they're looking to the housing market that may potentially boost the economy to try to get the economy 
back on track even. So I'm hopeful that that, that prediction is correct because um, you know something needs to be to boost this because it's it certainly has been frustrating the last few months. Yeah, now because isn't this kind of your prime time, or am I off on that? No, this this is definitely the prime time. So I would say um, we're probably a month or two behind where we normally would be. So I mean, for us, spring market starts basic based on snow in Minnesota. So mm-hmm. when the snow stops falling, it seems like people see more towards spring and start thinking about selling their houses or buying a new house. So with COVID, it kind of pushed everything back a bit. So, um, you know, back in March, I think it was just people didn't really know what was going to happen. And so things started to shift. It started to slow down. Towards the end of March, there were a lot more cancellations. Business had declined. Um, and so I think that now it's it's kind of set us back. So um, one nice thing, too, is you'll see that, you know, the people that are out looking at homes, they're they're not just as we would say tire kickers Mm -hmm. they're not just out just looking at homes they're serious buyers so if there is there's definitely the market is definitely picking up so um you know i wouldn't say that you know to not list something now i mean yeah we might be down a little bit over last year but you know it's also less competition for sellers so you talked a little bit about the the things that you're doing, you know, safety measures. I mean, you know, in the traditional sense, you know, I understand you market house with there's some ads and some open houses and and yeah. um, individual showings. What's going on in in the the logistics of selling a home these days? Well, yeah, it certainly has changed. Real estate was considered essential from you know early on, but it wasn't necessarily business as usual. Um, you know, especially when kind of reality hit and there was such a spectrum, you know, of different people's comfort level with this virus. And so you had people who were afraid to leave their homes and then you had people that, you know, were very open to it. So, um, you know, we saw things like the iBuyer models, canceling contracts, closing their doors. And then, you know, these sellers that were listed with them had lost time on the market. So, um, you know, that was kind of a scary time. Um, the MLS had suspended open houses, so we weren't able to do in-person open houses. So that was a big change for us because, you know, that's a lot of people do those. And so it was odd to see those canceled, but, you know, it totally made sense. Um, showings have definitely changed. Um, we're wearing masks at our showings. Uh, we have hand sanitizer and um, wipes with us. Uh, there's also the option to do virtual showings and like virtual listing appointments. So if someone was interested in listing their home, if they weren't quite comfortable, you know, talking to someone in person, you know, we could set up a, a meeting online. You know, there's so many platforms for that now, like Zoom meetings and, mm-hmm. you know, FaceTime and and that. So it still kind of gives you that face to face, which is really nice in this business because we are so reliant on meeting people. Um but, you know, it definitely has changed. So um, one thing initially in the business is that photography wasn't considered essential. So that was kind of an interesting <laughs> yeah. change. It has since been changed because, um, you know, it is an important part of our business. But, you know, it's it's kind of a matter of people's personal preference. You've got, you know, buyers coming through a house and some people might not be comfortable with that. And, you know, 
there's things that we're doing on on our um, instructions, setting up shorter closing or I'm sorry, shorter showing times. So like you set up like a half an hour amount of time as opposed to the normal hour and you wear, you know, like I said, wear a mask and they don't allow overlapping showings. So oh. if I'm in a house with a buyer looking at a home and another agent shows up with their clients, they would need to wait until we're finished. So that's something different also. You know, you, well, I was, talk about a friend of mine's, you know, selling a house and yeah, they were selling it before the, this all hit and all of a sudden it hit and, you know, they're having these showings and, and I, you know, my friend's his wife was like scrubbing down the house and you know, after the showings to make sure, um, right. you know, no one left anything behind. So, and I don't think, you know, in your industry, people had the safety measures in place yet, you know, now that we've all had time to think through things, we're all doing doing things differently. And so it's good, good to know that, that, you know, those, that there are things that, that can be done to make things safer. Right. Right. And there's always the option to add, you know, personal preference notes in showing instructions too. Okay. you know, so like if somebody, you know, I've seen also where they don't allow children in the homes. So, or they'll say something like, we only want um, people in the homes that will be on the purchase contract. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you just hope that everyone follows those, you know, guidelines that are set out by the seller, because essentially it's, you know, their choice, it's their home and it's all about the comfort level. And like I said, there's such a spectrum that you don't know, you know, truly what you're dealing with. So, so you also mentioned closings um, and I know you're not a closer, but what, uh, um, how have they been handling those uh, differently, if at all? So those have also um, changed dramatically. So typically I go to all of my closings and now title companies are asking that agents do not attend closings. Um, And they've also early on um, prior to even asking agents not to go as they were separating the buyers and the sellers, putting them in separate rooms um, just to keep people away from people. So they have continued to do that. Their buyers and sellers are in separate rooms for closings. And um, our office in particular has put up like a plexiglass divider mm-hmm. between the closer and the buyer or seller, whoever's signing the paperwork. And like I said, agents are asked not to attend the closings, which is very different again, because that's the most exciting right. day of this whole process. <laughs> you want to yes. congratulate them and you can't even be there to see them sign on the dotted line. So, And you do lose a little bit of that personal touch of where you've got the buyers and the sellers talking to each other about the house, you know, some little things you might need to know, like mm-hmm. which mailbox is yours, you know, that little kind of stuff. Yeah. So yep. you, you do lose some of that, but you know, it's, I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's an email away. It's something you can always still ask, you know, for sure. So, so any final thoughts, tips, guidance uh, that you like to offer? Um, you know, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be scared to list a house on the market right now. There are, you know, plans in place and if you're uncomfortable with something, you certainly can make adjustments to your buying or selling plan. Um, there's virtual listing or virtual showings even if you're a buyer, if you're not comfortable going into a home. Um, as a seller, there's, you know, things that you can put in place to um 
add to the notes for the agent that's coming through your house. Um, I do see it picking up a bit. Um, there is momentum. So I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't be scared to buy or sell right now because I think people really are being careful. And the nice thing is, is that people who are out looking or selling right now are serious people. So you're not getting, you know, a nosy neighbor, you're getting sure. somebody who's pre-qualified in it and, you know, really looking to buy something. So, and we're still seeing multiple offers under 300,000 on a home that's in good condition. It's priced appropriately. You know, I, I just showed a house in Blaine that was um, right around 200,000 and they had multiple offers. And so it's, it's still happening. So it's pretty crazy. Oh, well, I, Don, I really appreciate your time. I honestly wasn't expecting um, to hear such optimism uh, <laughs> in in uh, the input you've given and you, the wisdom you've shared because it's, uh, you know, and, and especially the, the you know, population that we're working with or going through a divorce, there's not a lot of optimism there and people are worried about jobs and other things. And so it's, it's good to know that, right. that out out there, there are, there are, you know, things that are working and, and going ahead. So thanks for joining right. me. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate having me. It certainly is nice to hear some positive news about the economy. When I first thought about contacting Don to do this podcast, I was initially very reluctant. I remember the very trying times realtors experienced in the Great Recession and frankly was expecting a very pessimistic forecast. It's nice to hear that activity is picking up in that industry and maybe that bodes well for other industries. My guest for the next episode will be Judge Sheridan Holly, judge of the 10th Judicial District sitting in Washington County. She serves on the committee working on reopening the courts, and she will be sharing some of the insights that she has gained from working on that committee and provide us some information about the direction things are going in Washington County. Once again, we have come to the end of an episode. So to my family law colleagues, I say thanks for listening, and I look forward to continuing these discussions. Now take care of yourself and your family so you can take care of your clients and your business. 